he has made us glad today through his work on that cross, through his coming to this earth, laying aside everything in heaven there where he had at your side, and coming down here and buying us back into the household, the family of the living God, making us king's kids. We praise you for that, Lord. That was the purpose of that first heavenly birthday, incarnation day here on this earth so many thousand years ago. And that as a result of that, you have raised him from the dead and made him sit together at your, your own right hand in the heavenly places. And you've done the same with each of us called by his name. We thank you for that and praise you for that. And say that name, Jesus, Jesus. out loud together in praise unto him. Lamb of God, we worship you right now and praise your holy name. Give blessings to that name. Blessing and glory and honor, power and might and dominion be unto you, O Lamb of God, for you are worthy to be praised. We give glory to your name and thank you for it and welcome you into our, our persons and our presences today as the temple of the living God. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Let's go ahead. Get to worshiping the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Give glory to. Are we are we ready, team? Yeah, I see a, bear, a huge team over there. But <laughs> hallelujah, I get to go. Yeah, Lee is apparently not made it yet, so we're going to go ahead and just carry on. Amen. That's what they say in the Navy and the Army and all that sort of stuff. Carry on, mates. We're going to go ahead and carry on and worship Jesus together. Amen. Go ahead and get us going there, Tanya. Side of there. 
us, Lord. We magnify you, God. child is born. Drive away the fear, for your Savior has come. He lies in a bed made of straw.
Glory to God. 
Jesus. Thank you, Jesus.
Thank you, Father God. Thank you, God, for being here with us this morning. Thank you for being inside of us and going wherever we go, Lord Jesus. Thank you for always being so near that we can just reach out, just say a word, and you're right there for us, Lord. We praise your name. We praise your name, Father God. Thank you, Lord. God is good. How much All of the time? time? All the time. God is good. He put a song of praise in this heart of mine. Amen. How about you? Amen. Anybody else here got a song of praise in yes. your heart today? Billy said his sister got out of the hospital. Uh, he was telling me that before service. Yes, we have a praise, praise report. report. We're standing in faith in behalf of Billy's sister, and they released her from the hospital. It seemed praise a little God. on the hopeless side, didn't praise it, Billy? God. The way they were, the, the report was an evil report, but hallelujah, we got a good report coming out of there. Amen. Glory to God. Woo! Yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. What have we got going on? Well, we have a, a, a lot actually coming, going on. This, a week from today, is our Christmas program, and we need you to invite someone so everybody in the church isn't just in the program, <laughs> but we have somebody out there receiving it. So, um... Our practice is Wednesday night, and it's going to be a little different program than has been in the past, and that's okay. It's called Drop the Blanket. Anybody ever watch Charlie Brown? Okay, very, that's right. And you have to be here for Wednesday night to practice, Gabriel. Yeah. Okay, Gabriel's our star in this little program. Drop the Blanket. That's what we used to call it, the blankie. Yeah. Okay. Drop the blanket. It talks about fear and how not to fear. So it is Christian-based, okay? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but it's going to be a little different. So we are doing um, the practice directly after service uh, Wednesday. And the regular Bible study and everything else will go on, then we'll do it directly after that. It just won't be no prayer. So there's no men's breakfast this month. Uh, we'll... Right. It'll be a men's fast, won't it? It'll be a men's fast, not a breakfast, right? That's what'll happen. <coughs> and we have Paul's birthday on the 14th, which is yeah. this week. All Here right. Yes. Happy birthday. Hallelujah. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Paul. The record, okay. Happy birthday to you. The needle was stuck on the phonograph there, okay? Sorry about that. All right. All right, Paul. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> 
birthday boy's 36. 36. Okay. He's younger than I am. I'm only 39. Hallelujah. <laughs> okay. All these faith statements we're making, right, Paul? <laughs> and and remember, December 25th, we are closed, but we are open on the very first day of the new year. Happy New Year. So let's do our tithe and offering. That's right. Time to worship with our substance. Bring What's the word say? Bring an offering to the Lord in thankfulness with a thankful heart, doesn't it? Come in his gates with thanksgiving, amen? And to come before him with praise, amen? We hold them up before him right now. We're coming before our high priest right now and saying these words, Lord Jesus, this is our offering. This is our worship. Accept this. Set it before our Father and worship him with it. And we give thanks to you, thanks to you for, your promise for your promise to open up the windows of heaven, up the windows and, pour and pour out that blessing that there's not room to receive. Room to receive. Amen. Amen. It's so. Your word said it. It's done. Amen. Glory to God. Let's bring a sacrifice of bring praise to the house of the Lord. going to wave before the Lord and offer it. So go ahead and offer it, Lord. Dwayne, I mean, not Lord. Amen. I want all of you to get your expectors turned on. Turn that switch of faith on. Expect that blessing to come into your house and overflow your house. Because the word says this, we are blessed with faithful Abraham. We're blessed to be a blessing. Amen. Amen. Tanya, you are on right now. Hallelujah. Last week I was talking to Dominic and it was so neat. I, I asked him if I could be the snow queen. Huh, Gabriel, you want you want me to be the snow queen? See, both boys said yes, I could. So, of course, you guys all know that I love the snow. And this is a Christmas song um, that was on a Chris Tomlin CD. And the singer and piano player was named Audrey Asad. And I love this song because it talks about winter snow. And it's, and it's a Christmas song. So...
the sky, in the night, to the earth below. If could have swept in like a tidal wave, an orange ocean to ravish our hearts, you've could have come through. Like a roaring flood away to wipe away the things we've scarred. Oh, but you came like a winter snow. You were quiet, you were soft and slow. Falling from the sky earth below Ooh, no Your voice wasn't in a bush burning No, your voice wasn't in a washing wind It was still It was small It was Uh, kids world this morning but we require multiple kids Gabe you can try to guess this if you want and I'll just share with you if you want to have a seat there huh I didn't hear you there's only you that's right and so we won't go back in there because it requires multiple participants to do what we we're going to do this morning for the the uh, Christmas celebration but in the uh, the mystery box you can't see in there there is a verse in the Bible that says the gift of God is everlasting life. Uh, Christmas is not Santa and his sleigh. Dola, I understand, is going to talk about the truth about Christmas this morning. Well, Christmas is not Santa and his sleigh. And I think we all realize that, right? Uh, that was something that people added on through the centuries and through the years, okay? They added a different holiday to it and all that. So it's not Santa and his sleigh. Christmas is Christ and his cross. It's Christ and his cross, the birth of the baby. Uh, one of the things that, that maybe would be come out this morning, uh, it says that Mary wrapped him and put him in a manger. She wrapped him in swaddling clothes, okay? And, uh, and so that was something very special, okay? Something very special. Everybody needs to realize the truth about all that, okay? So he was, he was born. The reason that he was born to die. Jesus was the only human born to die. And why was that? He was a gift. 
He was the gift to each one of us, and his gift was everlasting life, the grace of God. Amen. The grace of God, everlasting life. So, amen. You want to open up, see what's in there? I tell you what, it is a gift, but there's, I'm going to give you a gift to take home with you out of the box, okay? Very good, Gabe. Thank you so much. We're going to, we're going to join everybody in the pews this morning and enjoy this special message on Christmas. Well, I have to learn to stop telling my husband what I'm preaching on because he stands here every single time and does a whole sermon in three minutes. If you didn't hear me yelling at him from back there going, Gary, stop it. <laughs> Third time I've done that. Boy, I need to learn better than that. <laughs> but today, you know, we're going to be doing a Christmas program next Sunday, and then the next Sunday we're closed. So I really did want to touch on Christmas and what it truly means because I think sometimes we get caught up, everyone does it, they get ca caught up in the hype of everything and before we know it, Christ isn't even part of it any longer. And so just a friendly reminder and you guys might know a lot of this and, and maybe some truth will come out that you don't know. But we are going to look at the truth about Christmas. So if you have your Bibles, turn to, with me to Luke 2.16. Luke 2.16. Now, if you ever want to tell your children and grandchildren a Christmas story, this is it. It's not the night before Christmas. That's not the one. This is a true one. The true one is found in Luke 2, 1 through 6. So we're going to start in one. In those days, Caesar Augustus is sued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. And everyone went to his own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazarene into Galilee, into Judah, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house in the line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born. And she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped in clothes and placed him in a manger because there was no room for him in the inn. Now, you could be going, okay, we know that story. What well, If you really break it down, you see right here where it said that Mary gave birth to her first child. She had other children. She had a, uh, Jesus had a brother, half-brother it would be, um, James, and there was sisters. So there was more children than just Jesus. He's the only one we ever hear about, but there was more children in that line. So back in history, God controlled, controls history. History was in Isaiah where it was prophesied this is all going to happen, you know, and Joseph was the earthly father. Now, the one thing I really get out of the story when you really get to read it more and more, we all know how very important Mary is, and you hear a lot about Mother Mary. You don't hear much about Father Joseph.
because he wasn't the natural born father, but he was the head of the household, and he still listened to God. He did what God told him to do, and he raised Jesus, God's son, in a very correct family household. So there's a lot to be said for this man, Joseph, right there. And because he was a carpenter, Jesus also became a carpenter because the father goes to the son. So there's so much to, to look at with Joseph in some of this. But so Joseph and Mary, um, they had to go to Bethlehem because of the census. Now, think of Mary in her last trimester <laughs> riding probably a donkey, three-day ride right before birth, <laughs> Three days riding, about 70 miles they had to travel to get where they had to go for the census that uh, King had put in place there. So here they are going there, and they're along with hundreds and hundreds of other people having to go there for the census. Joseph had to register. So that's why there was no room for the inn. All this God knew ahead of time. It was all history. But think about the room that there was not for Jesus to be born in, that innkeeper. If you think about the innkeeper, you might say, you know, why was his response the way it was? Okay, so what? All the rooms are filled. But I don't think the innkeeper was a man of being mean about anything. I think the child wasn't anything to him, and he simply was an innkeeper making money, doing what he does is make money. So he wasn't being really rude or unkind. He was just saying how it was. I'm sorry. It's filled. There's nothing I do. He's saying his hands were tied and that there's no really reason for him to have concern. But, you know, he's not a bad person. So I'll give you something else. He didn't offer to anybody else. He offered this stable to them. And so when you look at this innkeeper, that's the best he can do. And then he turned around and went his way to do what he was doing, which was making money and working. Sometimes this could be preoccupation. He was preoccupied. He didn't give anything else any thought. And I think so many times we do that at Christmas time, just like the innkeeper. No big deal about Jesus. Not, don't really do dislike him. Don't really care about one thing or another. I'm just preoccupied in buying the family gifts and making sure the dinner is done and making sure it's all on the calendar. When that was so special, that innkeeper missed out, that was such a special thing to have Jesus Christ right there in his midst. And he was busy being inside doing all the other stuff he needed to do. So we really need to think about that, not just like Christmas, but all the time. But, but because Christmas is such a busy holiday, um, my goddaughter and her husband came over last night for our Christmas gathering since we're going to be leaving early this year and not being home for Christmas. And I, I don't do this often, but I spent all day cooking. I mean, from the morning I got up all the way cooking everything from scratch and and. After everybody left, I said to Gary, I'm exhausted. <laughs> I don't do that so much anymore. I have a great daughter-in-law that cooks, you know. And so it just goes to say that sometimes we can just get ourselves preoccupied in all kinds of things and forget what it's really about. But when we read in verse 6, the Son of God, the Son of Man, was our gift. Right here it said in number 6. 
while they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and seven, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped, she wrapped in clothes, and there we have why we wrap our presents. Okay, if anybody wonders, why do we wrap our presents? Now, my son used to go to Walmart, buy the gift, leave it in the bag, and tie the top, and that was his wrapping. <laughs> and, and I would say to him, Jesus was wrapped in strips of cloth, that's true, and he's swaddled, or he was wrapped in this, and tying the bag, I don't think is really wrapping, but okay, you know, <laughs> we'll take it. So, Jesus was the gift to us, there's no doubt about that, and some people say he was born in the stable, some say the feeding troughs, because, or some say the manger, because back there when, when the inn keeper told him that was the only place there was was the stables at that time they carved out this rock and, and they allowed the animals to drink out of it and that was a trough and that rock was dirty and dark and dingy and that's inside the manger so that's where Jesus Christ after he was born was put in this little carved in rock there a feeding trough for the animals our gift our savior was put in a dirty, cold place, much like what sin is. And what he came to do was take away our sins. So she wrapped him, and she laid him in there. And that's in 7 and 8 of this. Jesus Christ was the hope. That was the message. The whole message is about Jesus Christ is the hope. He fulfilled the prophecy. That's why this year I really wanted the manger and replica of baby Jesus by the cross because that's how it happened, birth to the cross. Christmas isn't just about the birth. Always remember the purpose of why he was brought here for the cross. He had the government upon his shoulders. He was born to us for a reason. They gave him four names. Isaiah used a description. Isaiah 9-6. We can, well, let's turn to that. Isaiah 9-6. Remember, the Old Testament is always history. It's been fulfilled. The New Testament all the way into Revelation has been fulfilled. But we have to look at our history to understand our future. So let's look at Isaiah 9-6. And he will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting, Father, Prince of Peace. These were the names that was given him. And these names, Wonderful Counselor, well, he's exceptional in uh, being able to give us the correct advice, planning our footsteps in the way we should go. His word gives us um, the direction and the life. The other is mighty God. He himself is God. He himself is God. Can you imagine being in heaven, having all of these angels singing at your feet, being next to the throne of God, and the next moment whew, you're in a trough where animals drink out of, being born into a dirty human race in order to fulfill something for you and I. 
he came from heaven down to fulfill that we can go to heaven ourselves. If he hadn't done that, there wouldn't have been that possibility. So everlasting father, he is timeless. He is God as one father. Prince of peace, he is the justice and the peace. Our Christmas cards are all have on there, you know. Uh, peace, have peace, have a wonderful Christmas and peace. Peace is so important, and without God, you cannot get that. Without Lord Jesus Christ, you can't get that. And, and it's given all over Christmas time, you'll see peace, peace on earth, peace on earth, peace on earth. But without Jesus Christ, there would be no peace. That's why he had to come down, you know. So Jesus was born into us, and it became a celebration because he was born into us. Jesus Christ, the child, on Christmas, which we call Christmas, which is Christ, okay? So, and, his, and then it says in, in Matthew one twenty three, his name should be Emmanuel, which is God with us, okay? But if you go back to John one twelve, it says, as it's amazing as received him to them, he, the power to become the son of God. When Jesus Christ our Savior, our Messiah, when we ask him into our hearts, we become his son and his daughter. How much better can that be, you know? Praise God. So in Luke 2, we're still in 2, Luke 2, 8 through 12. Let's look at that again. Luke 2, again, the, the best Christmas story there is beyond anything else that's out there, is the word of God, 8 through 12. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over the flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone upon them, and they were terrified. But the angel said, that's right, fear not, do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be all the people today in the town of David. A Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in clothes and lying in a manger. Wow. Right there, it tells us that the angels had came to the shepherds, and the shepherds were out in the field. Now, the fear not occurred because at that time, and I think still today, if an angel appears to us, what do we do? <laughs> We don't go, hey there, how you doing? We, we go, wow, what's that? You know, it's just part of human race to be able to have a reaction to this angelical appearing in our midst. And that's what the shepherds did. That's why there was the word fear not. First thing they had to say is, okay, calm down. You know, calm down, shepherds. It's okay. Okay. They're, they're going to tell the shepherds about the birth of the king. So, again, why we have angels on top of our tree or angels all around at Christmas time, again, in the Bible here. Now, the shepherds were out watching the lambs. The lambs supplied the temple sacrifice. And the time that the lambs were outside was during, uh, let's see, March through December. So they came up with December as Christmas, but it could have been April when Christ was born. When we go back in history, their calendars, the Jewish calendar is different than our calendar. Seasons were different. 
and so if you really look into a lot of the history, it looks more like April was actually the birth of Jesus, but it doesn't really matter as long as we're celebrating, you know. So the first time we ever celebrated December 25th as Christmas was after the death of, of Jesus in 354. That's the first time it was celebrated on that day because he had to die before we can realize he was born, okay? Y'all, y'all getting any of this? Or y'all know it? I don't know. So, so the sheep were outside at that time, and the angels were sent from heaven to give the birth announcement. They were the chosen ones to sing. Again, Christmas carols. Why we sing Christmas carols? Because the angels sung the birth of the new king was being born. They sung it out. So now I'll go back to 2. Now look at 13 and 14. Suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace to men to whom his favorite rest. Okay, the child is born unto us. The star in the east showed the magi or the three wise men where to go to find him. So what happened was the king Herod had sent the wise men out to find Jesus Christ. The wise men are known as magis. Now, the reason they call them wise men because they... they looked at the stars and they're one of the wisest people at that time with all of that going on and they said they were going to follow the star in the east again why we have stars on Christmas trees and that type of thing the star in the east is an unexplained phenomenon that happened in the heavens it, it really was and you can find that in Matthew 1 and 2 but what the king did is once he was going to find out where Jesus was, he was going to put a, a hit out on him. He didn't want him to be alive. But the Magis, they went out, and we always said there was three. There was more than three. There was more than three that went out. But because there was three gifts brought, people thought, okay, we're going to do a manger scene with three. But there was more than three. Okay, so the hit was out on Jesus. The Magis, after a long time, they found Jesus. But what is always talked about is the three wise men came to Jesus as a baby. No, it took them several years to get from where they were going to where Jesus was at. Jesus is already a toddler, anywhere from two to three years old by the time they found him. Okay, he wasn't that little baby. But... Because everybody wants to celebrate Christmas so quickly, they, they wrapped him, placed him, and got the wise men there all together. But no, it, it took many a year for them to get over there. They traveled thousands and thousands of miles to get there, watching the star the whole way. That was their GPS in those days. <laughs> and they brought gifts. And how many of us knows what gifts they brought? But do you know what the meaning of the gifts are? Okay, one gift was gold. Well, that's because he was a king. He was going to be a king, and he needed the money. His family needed the money to get him out of Bethlehem. The other was frankincense. Do you know that frankincense is a gift for dignity? So that's why they gave that to him. The aroma and the smell was something for dignity. But the third one 
my mare, mare, yeah, I say it wrong. You know, that's a gift for those who are dying that is embalming fluid. So they knew this baby was going to die for their sins, to be giving a gift like that. So at this time, like I said, the king put out a hit on Jesus. He wanted Jesus dead and all the babies dead. So when the wise men finally, in all those years, found Jesus, they knew they couldn't go back to the king because he, they would surely be killed, and they weren't going to turn Jesus in. So they went on somewhere else. They never returned back to their homeland. So Herod, um, the king Herod had died in 4 B.C. So at that time, God told Joseph that him and Mary could go back to Egypt. It was safe. Joseph had to be that in tune to Father God to hear from him, to know what to do with this child that God entrusted him with. And that's after a couple years. And that's why they could go 